This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Bespoke Post and by HelloFresh. So I guess we should start things off with some updates to what is currently the craziest story of 2021. How how out of all of the stories, it's wild that this one has uh, you know kind of had a stranglehold on everything. Politics, get out of here. We yeah. dealt with you for way too long. It's all about finance now. Yeah. That story is the fact that retail investors on the Reddit Wall Street Bets forum have driven the price of GameStop stock up from under $20 a share at the beginning of January to over $300 a share now, all in an effort to not only make a bunch of money, but to also absolutely screw over the hedge funds that bet millions of dollars that GameStop stock would tank. Billions. Billions, yes. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. And uh, seeing as how it's still the weekend and there's still no trading on Saturdays and Sundays, Boring. which is bullshit. Yeah. 24 hours a day. Make this like a casino. The uh, casino it demands to be. Yeah. Get rid of all the windows. I don't want to know what time it is. Mm-hmm. And keep the cocktails coming. And pump that oxygen in. But yeah, until then, no trading on the weekends. It's sort of a cooling off period. So mm-hmm. there isn't really anything to report about the stocks themselves. Uh, but we are happy to report that Melvin Capital probably the biggest hedge fund betting against GameStop, lost more than 50% of its funds in the month of January due to their bad, ill-advised betting. Sir, you are no longer allowed in the High Rollers Club. No. Please give us your hotel key card and leave. You can go stay at the Circus Circus. Yeah. Now, of course, we're talking a loss of billions for a company that is still worth billions and has already gotten some emergency bailout money from its friends in the world of high finance. So... This fight is definitely far from over, and the general consensus over at Wall Street Bets is that they're going to keep on holding that stock in their diamond hands. Uh, they've already proven how much power they have, and they will not be satisfied until they've ridden this rocket all the way to the moon. And the rocket, it's very loud. Uh, one investor paid $18 an hour for this digital billboard in Times Square, which reads, Giamigo Burr. <laughs> and here's another billboard in Oklahoma City. We're not leaving! A dollar sign GME with emojis for diamond, hands, rocket, 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 and moon. Gotta let the people know. Mm-hmm. Uh, other Wall Street Bets users have plans to purchase even more billboards. But on top of billboards, there's also been planes flying around with banners like uh, this one that showed up over Santa Monica with the message, We are all GameStop. Love Wall Street Bets. Release the Snyder Cut. And uh, up in Northern California, where much of the tech industry is based, including Robinhood, who blocked buying of GameStop shares last week uh, and made a lot of people angry. Uh, A guy up there had a plane fly around the San Francisco Bay Area, including right over Robinhood HQ, with a banner reading, Suck my nuts, Robinhood. (laughs) I Um, love when the internet gets money. Just expendable income. Oh, you think I'm going to spend this responsibly? No. No. I'm going to spend it spitefully. Yeah, there's going to be so... After this GameStop shit... Every harbor is going to have a Bodie McBoat face in it. Yeah, every every cl- country club's going to be like it's going to be like Caddyshack. It's like oh, we got some Robin Hood millionaires. Just <laughs> yeah, Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> comes walking up. Hey, <laughs> who's ready to play some fucking golf? <laughs> uh, in his post <laughs> announcing the the skywriting thing, Twitter user at Caspar CMS wrote. It's happening. At 3 to 4.30 p.m. PST, a plane will be flying a banner over San Francisco that says, Suck my nuts, Robin Hood. And I slid the pilot some extra money to circle right above Robin Hood's HQ for a while. Go take some photos. I don't even live there. Here's the flight path. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Amazing. And yeah, a whole lot of people seem to have seen that flight flight banner uh, based on all of the photos in the replies. So money well spent, I say. Yeah. And there's probably a lot more where that came from, but we should 
also point out that uh, Wall Street bettors are using some of their fuck you money for good. One user in Minnesota donated some Nintendo Switches to a local children's hospital, as did another user in Texas and another in St. Louis. Presumably all purchased at GameStop. Uh, you would hope. Yeah. Uh, another purchased 100 t- uh, chicken tender lunches for a children's hospital. <laughs> tendies. We should all have tendies, not yeah. just us. Yes. Tendies for everyone. And there's a bunch of other examples on the subreddit of people donating to charities, hospitals, food banks, and so on. There, in addition to people's personal uh, notes thanking yeah. the subreddit right. because they bailed their parents out of medical debt. Uh, they, yeah. they uh, bought out their parents' homes. A uh, lot of people said, like, they were kids during, you know, 12 years ago and the 2008 financial crisis ruined their family's yeah. finances. And, like, they're now, this is basically them getting revenge getting on back. Wall Street and getting their family back on their feet. A lot of heartwarming stories out there yeah. in the midst of all the uh, off-color language that <laughs> you probably shouldn't say aloud. Yeah. So, yeah, while a lot of this might seem like pure degeneracy, there is some good heart behind it all. Yeah. Yeah. They they are the good guys. Mm-hmm. They're not the hero you might have asked for. They're the hero. Welcome to real need. Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, trading is back on the menu. First thing Monday morning. So in a, just a couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah. Sit tight. And uh, this should be a very interesting week. But uh, despite this saga being far from over and also only a few weeks old at this point, Hollywood is already apparently making a movie out of it. Why not? Uh, from Deadline. Following one of the craziest weeks in Wall Street history, Hollywood already has its sights set on the wild story with a familiar face looking to tell it. Sources tell Deadline that following a competitive situation, MGM has acquired the book proposal The Anti-Social Network from New York Times bestselling author Ben Mesrick, which tells one of the biggest news stories of the year about a ragtag group of amateur investors, gamers, and internet trolls who brought Wall Street to his knees. Even though the story is barely a week old, <laughs> insiders say Mesrick and his reps took the proposal on the market at the end of the week, and by Friday night, MGM had moved fast to acquire the rights. So that title, The Anti-Social Network, is of course a riff on The Social Network, the movie about Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, which at this point demands a sequel. Really does. You can't leave that story ended right there. Jesse Eisenberg put on the put on the gray T-shirt again. The more interesting stuff has happened since that movie. It, it yes, <laughs> yeah. And you can bring back the Winkle Winkle bosses because they've had an interesting fucking life too. I don't know if you'd be able to bring back Army Hammer though. Oh yeah, no, he's in trouble. He he like eats people. He's a cannibal. Yeah. Among other <laughs> actual real problems, apparently, that he had yeah. in his DMs. Uh, anyways, but this uh, this uh, Ben Mesrick guy, he's also the author of the book that The Social Network was based on. Yeah. Uh, the Accidental Billionaires. Now, he also wrote Bringing Down the House about a, a, how a group of MIT students developed a formula for playing blackjack and made a ton of money off of it. I remember a movie about that. That was 21. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's apparently mostly fiction, but it was entertaining. They whitewashed it. All the MIT, the entire team of MIT uh, blackjack people was Asian. They mm. they made it an all white cast, and then it just added a bunch of fake drama to it. But uh, and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. But you know, it, it would at least seem like this guy at least knows what he's uh, doing as a writer about all this kind of stuff. So it, it should be entertaining. He, he he has the skills yeah. to tell the story. Uh, still though, the book doesn't even exist yet because the events are still happening. He just said, I'm writing a book about this. And Hollywood lined up to buy the rights to it. Yeah, I mean, that's where the real money's at. All you people investing on the stock market are fucking suckers. The trick is uh, selling book deals for things that aren't even done being, like, they're still occurring. (laughs) Broke. Speculation on Wall Street. Woke. Speculation on book deals. Yeah, pretty much. And it's like, this might never happen. A lot of people sell the rights to stuff and uh, nothing ever happens with it. 
but you still get paid. I mean, look, it's not going to be very hard to write a book about this. It's still actively happening. You only have two weeks of stuff to go over for the story. Yeah. I'm excited for a movie where the main character's name is Deep Fucking Value. Yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah. It's like the... Uh, I've seen so many... I, I didn't watch it because why would I? I tried to watch last year, but I couldn't get into it. But SNL last night was apparently not very good. And they're like, uh, maybe Trump was like the last good thing that they could write about. And I'm just like... In my mind, I'm like, so much has happened in just one month that if you can't write uh, an hour's worth of good sketches based on the news that has happened in the month of January then there is no hope for that show. It's because Michael Che is the head writer and he's just just not a funny person. Get him. Get Elliot's ass. He's not unfunny. I just don't think... I think a lot of SNL's problems can be traced uh, to him being the head writer of the show. I thought the other guy's the head writer. His co-host on the weekend. They they both are, and I think they're both kind of out of touch with uh, everything, and that's why the show has kind of sucked. But uh, anyways, if they know. can't if they can't pull something out of their ass for this week's show, like what are they doing? Yeah, that's uh, that's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> come on, guys. Yeah, we're throwing these get it together. Yeah, literally, you can just 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 tap it in. Yeah. So anyways. yeah, stay tuned. Probably gonna be talking about Wall Street bets and GameStop and uh, it, it t- AMC. It does Blackberry, seem to be Nokia. dying down a little bit. So we'll see how tomorrow goes because like if there's any gas left in the tank, it's something's gonna happen tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I mean, like everyone's been emboldened at this point. Yeah. Like it, this sounded crazy at the beginning. Like, oh, we're gonna beat the short sellers at their. But own what I'm game, saying but... is, like, the, the the outside of the people that are like, all right, army, let's go. It, it's just like people get so bored with everything these days. I am surprised that this lasted lasted a week. And Mike Pence is high on his head only lasted eight hours. There's not much else going on. True. True. Well, Anyways, moving on now to a topic that comes up at least once a year on this show, which is. Japan and its very specific industry of hiring complete strangers to spend time with you uh, non-sexually. We've talked previously about people offering up their services to pretend to be your family members or pretend to be you for mm-hmm. stuff you don't want to deal with, like getting yelled at at What work. do you mean you shorted GameStop? <laughs> but uh, recently a guy named Shoji Morimoto has been in the news because his particular niche is getting paid to do nothing. Mm. Well, he do- okay, he, do- he doesn't do completely nothing. He, he does hang out with his clients. Sort of, but he, he's mostly just sort of there. Okay. That's, that's a business now. From Japanese newspaper, the main Ichi, Soji Morimoto has been advertising himself as a person who can eat and drink and give simple feedback, but do nothing more since June 2018. And he's received over 3,000 requests. He has about 270,000 followers on Twitter. Initially, he had offered his rent-a-person who does nothing services for free, but he now charges 10,000 yen, roughly $96 per request. And uh, looking at his Twitter profile, the bio roughly translates as, I will rent you a person, me, who does nothing. You will only pay 10,000 yen. Transportation expenses from Kokubunji Station and other expenses such as food and drink, if any, Please DM for requests and inquiries. I can't do anything other than eating and drinking and simple responses. Right up, right up front with it. It's uh, you're, you're paying me $100, basically, to not do a whole lot, but I'll be there. It's like the character in, like, teen movies where, like, the the, the, the ugly person gets an uglier friend to look hotter. You hire this guy... That might be a service in Japan. That you hire this guy to make you seem interesting. Yeah. Because they're like, Jesus, he's, that guy's milk toast. He's got people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this guy's not ugly. He's very, he's extremely normal, but, he, but boring he's, looking. But that's the thing. 
boring next it makes you who is a typically a boring person in Japan look way more exciting when you're standing next to this guy Could I be. think that's where the value might be Could be yeah Anyway Morimoto age 37 told Vice that he usually spends 2 to 3 hours with each, with each client uh, but there isn't really a time limit you pay the 10,000 yen and uh, you just see what happens <laughs> As for what nothing actually entails uh, he says quote during the services, I accompany my customers on whatever they need me for. I answer their questions, listen to them, nod when needed. It was a little embarrassing in the beginning, but I got used to it over time. And uh, as for why there would be any demand at all for this kind of thing, well, uh, Japan is notoriously one of the loneliest countries on Earth. You know this. Morimoto told Mainichi, I'm not a friend or an acquaintance. I'm free of the annoying things that can go with relationships, but I can ease people's feelings of loneliness. He's like a cat. Yeah. A cat will sometimes react a to you. A cat with a human face. Exactly. A uh, cat that can eat human food with you. Yeah. Uh, still, though, the gigs he, get, uh, he gets hired for aren't just sitting around doing nothing. There's actually a lot of variety. Joining a gaming session, accompanying people filing for divorce, listening to people vent about their problems and their secrets, going to the movies, flying a helicopter, and even providing company for someone who just attempted suicide. Uh, but a lot of the time, it's pretty mundane. Like with one client who said... I'm glad I was able to take a walk with someone while keeping a comfortable distance where we didn't have to talk, but could if we wanted to. We didn't talk. But we could have. But we always could have. There is a, I don't know about in other major cities, but there is a service in LA where you can become a human walker. Where you're, uh, I mean, pretty, this is pre-pandemic. But uh, there was a service where you could, you could sign up to be like a human walker. And then if someone was just kind of lonely and wanted to hang out and go on a walk with someone, they would uh, send a request. And if you're in the area and you're like, yeah, I'm free. I'll go on a walk. I almost signed up for it, but then the pandemic happened, and yeah. that was my excuse. Yeah. I Not mean, that it would have been incredibly awkward, but uh, it was the pandemic's fault. I, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No. Anyway, Morimoto tells Vice, I think the reason why people demand my services depends on the customer's circumstances. I think it comes down to needing the presence of one human being in a given situation. And um, somehow this is, this is all really worked out for him. I mean, that's the only reason we're hearing about it here in the United States. Um, before all this, despite having a graduate degree and a decent job, uh, he wasn't too happy with his life. But now he's written multiple books about his experiences, and there's even a Japanese TV drama series based on him. And that's just in like two years. Yeah. Uh, Morimoto told Vice, quote, I used to carry around this complex that I need to do something, but I'm not good at anything. I tried a bunch of things that I thought I'd be suitable for, but nothing stuck. So I thought, I'm not suited to do anything. Maybe I'm more suited to do nothing. There are so many interesting ways my work develops, so I never get tired of it. I also get to do things I could have never imagined, which is interesting. So that's your niche. I mean, it's also, it's probably good for like, you know, someone who's like high anxiety or like manic or something to have a nice calm presence around. Yeah. It's probably pretty soothing. Like just like, oh man, I'm really losing it today. I'm backed up on emails. I got to file all this stuff. I got to run and do all these errands. And the other guy's just like, I mean, that's cool. Just, you'll get it done. Yeah. It's fine. You want me to go on a ride with you? We can go to these errands together. It's fine. Yeah, it, it sure. is basically a human pet. Yeah. Yeah. Human pet rental. But less, like, you know, less awkward, I guess, because he, he's okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there are a lot of people who genuinely get anxious, like, not uh, being around other people, especially during a pandemic. A lot of people, they've dealt with it hard because they're social people. and they, What they need they to do now is a, a rent a vaccinated person. So you're, you're all cooped up. You're lonely. You haven't had human contact in a while. You, you call up rent a vaccinated person and a vaccinated person comes over and is like, hey, look, I can't get it. 
I can't give it to you. Let's fucking party. There is, from, uh, I was reading a little bit on Twitter today, there seems to be a, a growing class war on all the dating apps between the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated. Everyone who's vaccinated, they're, they're using that as their opening line. Uh, they get a little symbol, like a verified symbol. Yeah. Yeah. My parents got vaccinated today. Hey, congratulations. They got, they got the first jab. What, what, what's it like to have reason, uh, reasonable and responsible parents? Because my dad literally said to me on the phone, I'm not letting that government poison anywhere near my arm. So is it nice? Yeah, it's pretty great. Cool. Especially by comparison. Jesus. I literally can't go see my parents until I get vaccinated because they'll refuse to. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> oh, what a waste of the final years. Jesus Christ. It sucks. It fucking sucks. Just be normal. You need a rental Japanese dad. <laughs> to hire some Japanese people to be your parents. I am disappointed in you. Thank you. Finally. But at least you're, you're here. Yeah. What do you think about vaccines? <laughs> I think they're fine. They are they are necessary to achieving herd immunity <laughs> for disease. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, anyways, moving on. Valentine's Day is coming up, and that's not really a day that you want to do nothing if you have a significant other. But you also probably shouldn't be going out to have a nice dinner either, since we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, unless you live in Beverly Hills, because it was packed all weekend. Oh my God. The videos were uh, truly horrifying. The worst people. Uh, if you want to have a, a truly unique Valentine's Day dinner, though, Kraft Foods is offering something very rare. A contest on their website to be one of the 1,000 lucky winners to receive a very limited edition box of candy-flavored Kraft macaroni and cheese. Now, as far as we can tell, there is uh, it's literally just normal Kraft mac and cheese, but with an extra flavor packet that adds candy flavor and turns the whole thing pink, which seems disgusting and is, but... I mean, let's not pretend that the usual bright orange coloring in Kraft mac and cheese is natural. Yeah, you're. If you, if you're an enjoyer of Kraft mac and cheese and you find this disgusting, well, baby, you got another thing coming. Yeah, um, from the official press release announcing this abomination, forget heart-shaped chocolate and bouquets of overpriced roses. Celebrate this Valentine's Day with a classic Kraft mac and cheese. Today, Kraft Mac and Cheese is launching a limited edition candy Kraft Mac and Cheese for Valentine's Day. Candy Kraft Mac and Cheese is made with the same cheesy Kraft Mac and Cheese Americans know and love, but includes a candy flavor packet to turn the mac and cheese pink and add hints of sweet candy flavor. No more noodling on what gift to buy. There's no better way to show your love this Valentine's Day than saying, you're the mac to my cheese with candy Kraft Mac and Cheese. Lucky recipients of candy Kraft Mac and Cheese will receive a kit including one box of Kraft Macaroni and Cheese and one candy packet to turn the mac and cheese pink, all delivered by February 14th, so they can deliciously celebrate Valentine's Day. Look, I fucking love that mac and cheese. Say what you want. I know it's probably, like, radiated or some shit, but uh, it does taste good. Yeah. It mainly well, it's, is from it's my... It's designed cut. to taste good. I ate it so much when I was a kid. That's what I was yeah. like. It tastes delicious now, as a treat. Yeah. As a treat. Um, anyways, the, over on the website to sign up for the contest, which involves handing over your personal information and presumably ending up on some sort of list. If not just a marketing list, a government list. A government list. list. <laughs> real, real sickos. <laughs> yeah, they say, quote, this limited edition flavor boost will romance your noodles with a new pink color and make them taste like candy. Sure, it sounds a little strange, but hey, love makes people do strange things. All right, so they're definitely just trolling all of us with this shit, but, but why? I mean, yeah, we're all now thinking of delicious Kraft macaroni and cheese, but uh, we're also associating it uh, with this which might look great to a few weirdos out there, but we imagine fills most, pe most people with disgust. Just go get one of those uh, rip and dip things with the candy pouch that you lick the thing. Fun dip. Fun dip. Fun dip. Just pour that in there. 
Why not? Yeah. Uh, one, one theory I saw is that Kraft also owns, um, I think, Hawaiian Punch. Oh, yeah. And they're just like, are they literally just using, like, old, almost uh, expired. expired Hawaiian Punch packets? Could be. Putting in their cheese. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. In any case, we look forward to seeing lots of photos and videos of this pig slop on Valentine's <laughs> Day when the winners receive their shipments and a bunch of horrified significant others. Wow. No, you don't get it. I won in a contest. It's a great reward. Yeah. I would like a divorce. Uh-huh. Uh, hopefully, Review Bra is able to lock down a box uh, because yeah. his is the only culinary opinion that we care about here. So, Yeah. Uh, I, I will say... I see him. Mm, well, okay. It's, yeah, it is a little bit sweet. Actual idea for people out there who care and don't want to go eat in public. Uh, I have noticed, at least here, I'm sure in other cities... That uh, a lot of places are offering a fixed price menu that you pre-order for Valentine's Day, and you set a time, and you go yeah. there and pick it up, and you bring it home, and it's a full Just meal. Plan ahead for Valentine's Day, but it's like a package. So the yeah. one that I'm looking at is uh, pick it up right over here, take it home, and uh, you know you won't have to cook, but it'll still be a gourmet meal, and you get to yeah. support a local restaurant. So it's a win-win-win. There you go. Anyways, if candy-flavored pink macaroni and cheese isn't really your thing, uh, here's a great alternative, especially if you're a guy who doesn't like eating candy hearts because you're afraid that they'll turn you gay. Meat hearts <laughs> from the Manly Man Company. Yes, these are heart-shaped, and yes, they feature messages like XOXO and Kiss Me, but they're not candy. They're beef jerky. So you can eat them, and we'll know that you are, in fact, heterosexual. This is... <laughs> gay, du gay dudes are going to get this for each other. Meat hearts. This is gayer than candy. Uh, well, I mean, there is uh, some horseshoe theory with the the spectrum of yeah. the sexuality here. But uh, no, I, I, I eat meat hearts because I'm straight. So straight that uh, candy hearts can't do them. Yeah. Too straight. Uh, also available from the Manly Meat Company in their Valentine's gift section are beef jerky flower bouquets. Yes, these appear to be pieces of beef jerky that have been cut and shaped to resemble flowers. But unlike flowers, you can enjoy them as a straight man. And they're also apparently edible. These look like flowers made by uh, Ed Gain, the yeah. guy that the, the Texas the chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, they come shaped like either flowers or roses, and uh, they also come in several flavors. Oh, and they also sell bacon roses, which are literally strips of bacon rolled up to look like uh, a rose, and they're dipped in caramel or dark chocolate. Um, so, I mean, they do sound pretty good. So, whatever. I don't understand why gay people can't enjoy this. In fact... No, straights I only. <laughs> uh, You're at the straights only meat company. <laughs> Down at the street, straights only meat packing plant. Yeah. Uh, maybe we've been a bit hard on the manly meat company. It does sound uh, edible, at least. Eating it's a, fun, I guess. Eating a bouquet of jerky flowers is still better than uh, eating out at a restaurant now. But like, like I said, support local business. Get it to go. Yeah. They'll do a whole... They, a lot of places are doing a whole menu. A lot of people just can't see them. Like, you see them out. Or do nothing. Yeah, people are like, oh, so you don't like me supporting local businesses? Like, you know about takeout, right? Yeah. And it's just the same conversation that's been happening for a year now. Also, if your significant other is fine with it, you can also do nothing on Valentine's Day because it's really... Yeah. It's really nothing special. Or I don't know. Just cook a nice meal. Yeah. Get something interesting. Get some nice ingredients. Go wild with it. Mm -hmm. Watch a movie. And then fuck. Netflix. Yeah. And chill. Make a baby. Yeah. And get pregnant. And then put some meat in your mouth. That's right. Totally straight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stick a stick a beef jerky rose up your butthole. Yep. Because it's straight. Mm -hmm. It's not nothing gay about sticking straight beef jerky up your ass. And it's delicious. Yep. <laughs> and then have your partner pick a big <laughs> lunch off of it. Yeah. Like... Uh, 
like those dogs in yeah. uh, that Disney movie. There you go. With the spaghetti, except it's jerky in your butthole. Yeah. It's two butts with a piece of jerky in between. <laughs> Back and forth forever. Yes. Anyways, before we get to this week's weirdest headlines, this episode is sponsored by Bespoke Post, who actually does legitimately have some Valentine's <laughs> gifts ideas <laughs> Good. that uh, you might be into, uh-huh. even if you're not a complete weirdo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the curators at Bespoke Post have done it again this winter with an all-new lineup of essential Box of Awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. Whether it's showcase pieces to level up your indoor hosting skills or cozy threads for those blustery days, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Right now, they've got some great Valentine's Day gift boxes for uh, him, uh, like this liquor aging kit, uh, this very classy wristwatch, this travel grooming kit, and this mixology kit. But there's also Valentine's Day boxes for her as well, like a towel and candle set, a nice scarf, and some fancy grooming kits. Uh, To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel whenever you want. Each box costs only $45, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. So get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and you enter our code WEIRD at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD for 20% off your first box. And this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. Get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh. They let you skip those trips to the grocery store and make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Looking for new ways to eat well in the new year? Well, with HelloFresh, getting nutritious home-cooked meals on the table has never been easier, especially with low-calorie, vegetarian, and family-friendly recipes. Save time and money this new year with HelloFresh. It's not only 46% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store, but you can also skip the errands and order uh, from the comfort of your pajamas and the safety of your home. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you're looking to save even more time, HelloFresh's new Easy Eats option are perfect for you. From oven-ready to 10 to 20-minute meals, these quick and easy meal solutions take the prep and stress out of home cooking. I have literally, I get it every single week, and I've started doing more, uh, like, vegetarian options, and they're all really good. Last week, I had a, uh, like, a really nice flatbread with a white sauce and just tomatoes and fresh veggies. It was very good. Yeah, anyone who says they don't like vegetarian food isn't good at cooking or hasn't had good cooking. Yes. The right spices, the right ingredients, you can make anything taste good. Yeah. And they do, uh, you know what, every week I have Taco Tuesday because I always make sure I have a taco dish or some kind of Mexican dish. Rain or shine, it's Uh Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday in this house and no coronavirus. (laughs) No Only Corona beers. Anyway, go to HelloFresh.com slash 10WeeklyWeird and use code 10WeeklyWeird for 10 free meals, including free shipping. That is 10 free meals, including free shipping, by going to HelloFresh.com slash 10WeeklyWeird and using code 10WeeklyWeird. That's 10WeeklyWeird. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right, let's get into some headlines from the, uh, the world this week, starting with Texas Department of Public Safety mistakenly sends out Amber Alert for Chucky Doll. This is one kid we don't want to recover. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't just an Amber Alert for Chucky. It was an Amber Alert for uh, Chucky's son from the Seed of Chucky movie. Oh, okay. With Chucky listed as the, like, suspect. And then even, like, the, des- the description for the clothing and, like, the height. is all uh, canonically accurate to the Chucky movies. <laughs> Perfect. They sent this out multiple times to people who had, like, push notifications set up for it. And uh, a pretty strange, very specific. Apparently, they use this as, like, a training material. Okay. And it ah, somehow ended up 
egg being sent out to the public. Like when Hawaii thought they were going to get nuked. Um, a little bit. <laughs> uh, with the Hawaii thing, I don't know if that was like them joking around going wrong. This, But this is definitely... Here at the, t- the Texas Department of Public Safety, we like to have a little fun with our Amber Alerts. Yeah. Child Great. abduction, it's, it's sort of like those Chucky movies when, uh, when they kidnap that kid. It'd be funny if there was like, it was like describing Stewie from Family Guy. His head is three feet wide. And football shape. <laughs> yeah. Not to be confused with Hey Arnold. Mm-hmm. Duterte refuses to have vaccine on camera because he wants to take it in his butt. Not gay. It's no. just the best way to receive it. It's a lot more, a lot more muscle. And they give him a bacon, a rose made of bacon afterwards mm. as a little treat. That's right. Straight mm-hmm. dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold that bacon rose in my mouth and do a little tango with <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, it's real weird. Philippines has not, it's been a bad time there. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone there is a fucking anti-vaxxer for some reason. I don't know why exactly. And uh, Duterte, he was originally said he was going to do the Joe Biden thing and get vaccinated on camera. And now he's like, uh, no. I'm getting it, but I'm getting in my butt, so you can't film it. Sorry. So I can't have one fucking day where my arm hurts because, you know, just in case. Yeah, in case those drug dealers come yeah, for me. I got to fucking, I got to square up. Yeah. I don't know how much longer this guy's term is. I think Philippines terms Forever. Are, they're like six-year terms, so he's got, I think, one more year. We'll see. Because he, he got elected before Trump, like a mm-hmm. year before Trump. So he, I think he's got about one more year left. We'll see. We shall see. Mm-hmm. British man who changed name to Celine Dion during Drunken Bender has no plans to change it back. You live with your mistakes. Mm-hmm. He said he was up. He was watching the Celine Dion concert on his TV. He was shit-faced drunk. And, uh, you know, like you do, he, he went on the, on the internet to the official government website and uh, filled out paperwork, sent in the fee, and a couple days later got the certificate in the mail, and he's Celine Dion. A new lease on life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, once you've done it, why, why go through all the trouble of undoing yeah. it? Until he gets, a, like, a mistaken tax bill. Where it's like, wait, I owe how much? Yeah, that could happen. <laughs> yeah. It's like how I, I, to this day, for the last 10 years, I get emails intended for uh, Ted Turner's ex-girlfriend. Okay. Because we have very similar names. Mm. Um, and, like, a lot of it's shit that I definitely shouldn't see. Like, uh, uh, in very detailed invoices. She's just some rich lady in, like, fucking... Like, North Carolina, who's, like, always buying really expensive, like, rare shit. And I just get emails about it. And I'm like, that's fun. I shouldn't be seeing this right now. You should probably write back cool. and be like, hey, this isn't who you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's interesting. It's always a little <laughs> surprise. Just something for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Next headline. The man third in line of presidential succession has been in five Batman movies. <laughs> who is this? Uh, Senator Patrick Leahy of okay. Vermont. And who was he in Batman movies? Uh, so he was in Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Oh, all the best ones. The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, and uh, Batman v Superman. So in uh, in like the Joel Schumacher ones, he's sort of like in the background. In The Dark Knight, he is one of the guys that the Joker, he shows up at the party and like grabs him by the face. Mm-hmm. And, so uh, why is he in these movies? Is he friends with someone at Warner Brothers or something? He's apparently just a fucking huge Batman fan. Oh, that's all you got to do? Uh, but he's he's like 80 years old. So yeah. it's like back then it was cool. 30 years ago, it was like, oh, a senator likes comic books. He's not afraid of being called a dork. Yeah. And having his face stuffed in the toilet. Um, but he, he does it. He gets paid whatever the day rate is and he donates it to his local library in cool. Burlington. So it's a nice thing. But uh, yeah, I didn't realize this fucking old man... 
in the Senate has been in more Batman movies than any other actor, I guess. Well, he was reaching across the aisle to Steven Mnuchin during the Trump administration to ask if he could please, sir, be in a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, probably was. Yeah. Uh, he, he gets blown up in BVS. When the because he he actually plays a senator in that one. Fantastic. With the, the granny, oh, in the pee pee scene. Granny's pee pee. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, naked mole rats have accents and use them to discriminate against foreigners. Oi! <laughs> Who are these mole rats coming into our mole rat hole? Uh, I am a mole rat, just like you. Nope. Back on the boat. Kill him. We covered mole rats a long time ago. But they're mm-hmm. a fascinating animal. They uh, may have the cures for cancer and. Aging, but they heard they genetics. heard our accents and they were like, "No fucking way!" We're You're not, not telling them. Not our secrets. Um, they live mostly underground. They basically live like ants. Like they have a queen who does all the breeding, and they have these complex tunnels underground. And they barely ever come out. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, apparently, yeah, every colony of mole rats has a, a different accent, and they do not like each other. Um, and they they recognize each other by the accents. Uh, sometimes there's a mutiny where. Some lowly female will assassinate the queen and take over. And when that happens, the accents will slightly change. Mm. And if you take a baby mole rat from one colony and put it in another, it'll grow up with a new accent. It's like the latest season of Fargo. I don't know what you mean. They where they switch their children and raise them. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess a little like that. Yeah. Spoilers for the first five minutes of the new season of Fargo. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, I mean, it's literally one of the first yeah. scenes. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Spoilers for the basic premise of this season of Fargo. Uh, Mike Pence is homeless and bouncing between couches of Indiana politicians. Well, we didn't. We honestly thought we were going to still be in office. I'm Kinda, sorry. Yeah. He, uh, they do not own a house. It's they, like when, when the Trump administration took power. They had no plan in place because when they won, it took them completely by surprise. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now, now the loss took them by surprise and I don't got a place to live. Yeah. Uh, but supposedly also the Pences are, they don't, not in a hurry. They're sort of couch surfing because they fear for their lives. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they're worried that QAnon people are going to assassinate them for not uh, single-handedly reversing the results of the election. Oh, by the way, if you want to hear just the most fascinating 40 minutes of your life, aside from this... Uh, the New York Times Daily uh, podcast or radio show or whatever, uh, Friday's episode is all about the lead up to the election and then the election is a fraud and mm-hmm. then the, uh, the, the everyone is so hyped for the moment where like, Trump's going to swoop in last second. He's going to get arrested on stage at the inauguration. And then it's like they call back everyone to get what they thought of like, and they, they're in these chat rooms listening as it happens. It's it's completely fascinating. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. The, Daily has some it's all good about episodes. the QAnon. They really need to fire their host, Michael Barbaro, because he is a hack and uh, mm. uh, a real liability to the work of uh, otherwise talented journalists. Like, oh, yeah. I rarely <laughs> listen, but I saw that it was on QAnon and I was like, oh, I got to hear yeah. this. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. For, speaking speaking of, of QAnon, yeah. former QAnon follower to Anderson Cooper, I apologize for thinking you ate babies. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah. There's some, some yeah. people are the, the most depressing. Subreddit, on all of Reddit, um, aside from Wall Street Bets, probably a week and a half from now, is uh, uh, QAnon, not, or no, it's like QAnon Confessions. I, I can't think of the name. I think it's QAnon Confessions. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. If I remember, I'll write it on the screen. But it's, it, yeah, it's just people, uh, people talking about uh, family members and uh, spouses and loved ones just uh, going out over the fucking deep end and just, what do I do? 
Yeah, in that episode, they're like talking to some lady, and she's like, "And my my sister and my parents, oh, they keep telling me that they're worried about me." And the host is like, "I mean, isn't that like a loving thing for someone to do?" And they're like, "No, no, are you kidding? You're worried about? I'm having the time of my life." Ugh. Yeah, it's like the whole thing is gross. I hate it. This Anderson Cooper thing. He's like, "Wait, so they all believe that I eat babies?" And he's like, "Well, actually, no. There's there's a bit of a divide. A lot of people think you're a robot." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which side he'd rather be on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd probably be the robot. Yeah, I guess. Less baggage. Virtually normal. Montreal student tries to contact his online professor only to learn he's dead. The pandemic's a great opportunity to just pull out the old tapes and be like, all right. Yes, you're, uh, you're live. Here's here. your class. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't tell any of this, the students of this class that the guy teaching the online course has been dead for like two years. He, he was doing his schoolwork and he's like, I have some questions. I'm going to email my professor and like Google this name, <laughs> his obituaries from oh 2019. He's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Been watching okay, a weird. dead man this whole time? There was another, there was a story also about a kid who like uh, got away with for like a couple months. Uh, he changed his name on Zoom to reconnecting dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So like the teacher, like he, he was just like always, he couldn't answer any questions or act like he was, he was in class, yeah. but he didn't have to do anything. Clever. Yeah. yeah. Joe Exotic now wants President Biden to pardon him. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, he wants whoever can pardon him to pardon him. President Trump wasn't brave enough to pardon the gay man. I was too gay. (laughs) Too innocent, too gay. (laughs) Biden, do the right thing, damn it. Yeah, he he says he watched a documentary on Kamala Harris. He's like, I think she's going to do something about all this corruption. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm part of the K-Hive. That's right. Joe Exotic is part of the K-Hive. I'm gayer than a $3 bill. <laughs> and I love my vice president, Kamala Harris. And Biden, is he is hot as hell. Get me out of here. I bet he could do so many push-ups. <laughs> oh, man. Trump couldn't do a single one. Yeah. Pathetic. Use me. Donald Trump Jr. Use me. Use me for clout. <laughs> He's a damn clout chaser. Uh, the former journalist who had a romantic relationship with pharma bro Martin Shkreli said the two are back on speaking terms after the infamous L article. Yeah, because they, even in the middle, before that was even published, she got cut off because he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Shut up. And she's like, no, I have to tell this story. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. They love it. I'm in love with Martin Shkreli. I need the world to know Isn't this. that crazy? This is some real, uh, real case of women posting their L's. Uh <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess things cooled off, and they're they're talking again. Uh, I don't mean, I don't know if it's official, but uh, he's probably real. He's in prison, so he's probably just lonely. lonely and yeah. just like shit. Now I have the only person to talk I to. could talk to. Yeah, do you see that like uh, account like people telling on themselves the person that was using dog shampoo for months? I think that person was trolling. I think so too, because it's like it's literally so obvious. A, literally a fucking dog on the bottle. Also. It's probably perfectly okay to use dog yeah, shampoo. Yeah, people use that horse shampoo all the time. I use the horse conditioner because I like it. It doesn't have any scents. doesn't have any perfumes or flavoring or anything. It's literally just like... Flavoring. It's literally just like generic, yeah. like untainted conditioner. It's very easy on the skin. Yeah. Um, so I imagine dog shampoo. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? I can't, that was the talk of Twitter today, and that's why I was like, this is a slow fucking news week other than this Wall Street bet shit. When trading hours are over, no one has anyone, anything to fucking talk about yeah. except dog shampoo. Well, that's a bad omen, though, because it was the same thing with Bean Dad. Yeah. When Bean Dad was the calm before yeah. the storm. And then when they Twitter gets bored, the capital. <laughs> when Twitter gets bored, think bad things are about to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, Real bad shit. You don't want Twitter to get too bored. I don't want to curse this next week, but it like we're, we might have another bean dad into insurrection scenario happening. I hope we're wrong. Uh, I hope we're wrong, we too. We rarely are. <laughs> we don't miss. Anyway, final headline. The coronavirus kills mink, so they, too, may get a vaccine. So they did, uh, as we reported previously, uh, most of the world's mink uh, have been executed <laughs> and buried in landfills and then had to be dug up again because they were tainting the water supply. And uh, yeah, but I, I get they're going to get vaccinated just like mom, mom, papa. Good. There is some justice in the world. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations. We can continue skinning these minks for their fur in the future. Thank you for to your all service. the fur lovers out there. <laughs> don't worry, mink coats are back on the menu. All the old people around the earth, they're sitting on their hands. They're saying, "I can wait just a little bit longer for that mm. vaccine and that new mink coat." I'm getting restless. I almost, I was starting thinking crazy ideas. I was like, "What if I stole a hundred and one Dalmatians and <laughs> yeah. skinned all those and yeah. made a coat out of that?" Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't well, it? I'm glad the minks are getting taken care of. Be how, be how am I supposed to go out into the world after I've gotten my vaccine if I'm not flaunting my mink coat? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's it for Weekly Weird News this week. Stay tuned because we don't stop. Uh, the, the videos just keep on coming. Uh, and we'll see you soon for another one. But in the meantime, watch all of our old videos over here. Give them a like. Subscribe to the channel. And we'll see you very soon. Bye.